Slack. We're back over the bridge podcast. Um, and today, uh, this podcast is called Black and Bougie. We're going to be talking about the black middle class. So yeah, we'll get to it. So um, who wants to go first? I, I'm going to take a step back in this um, episode after some feedback. I, I, I would well. like... <laughs> I would like the mysterious Quaker to begin first. Yeah, let's let's get. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I said the mysterious Quaker to kick it off. Yes, please. Joke is, I don't really know the main talking points in it. Okay, All right, black middle class. So, um, I guess it's important firstly to try and get some kind of, if not a consensus, but some type of idea of what we mean by a middle class initially, and then branch out from there. So, to me, um, I think trying to define middle class is quite difficult because there's certain elements that you can probably dip into and still I mean it's all part of identity politics I feel like yeah. um, you cannot necessarily be in what is considered middle class based on career and at the same time still um, identify as something else like different to your career so mm. you could, that's why you have like businessmen or whatever that still say oh yeah I'm, f- I'm from a working class background or whatever mm. um, it's something that you could potentially inherit from your kind of previous generations um, and it's something that is quite, I don't know, you have to, it's quite fluid in a sense. So, um, yeah, it's difficult for me to say what is, what really is, I can't really boil it down to one kind of clean, mm. clean definition or idea of what it is to be yeah. middle class. Me, me and my friend were talking about this the other day and we, she was saying that a lot of it's to do with the exposure that you have to um, like a certain lifestyle, mm. right? And we were talking about, you know, people like, for example, Cheryl Cole, who was from like a working class background mm, mm. and then had all this exposure to, you know, like a middle class, upper class lifestyle mm. but, and sort of made a transition in that sense to, you know, because of the exposure that she had. Um, and also like perhaps people who have exposure to, not like in the media, but through the career or the universe that they go to, they get exposed to another set of values and another set of norms, um, which is like another whole lifestyle of like middle classness, right? What we were talking about was, but that that exposure can't just be it because, you know, I would say that for myself, I've been exposed to a lot of middle class things, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe myself as middle class. Yeah. Um, And I think it's it's still to do with perhaps the way that you then choose to present yourself, you know, like the values that I'm going to perpetuate and live by. I'm not saying that there are middle class values and like working class values, but it's a way of living, right? Right. Like almost a code that... um, other people it's the way that other people perceive you so for me for the most part no one's going to look at me and be or, or talk to me for five minutes and i think i'm middle class yeah and i think a lot of that's to do with um with perception mm, i'd agree i'd agree and even personally when i try to uh i mean I'm, it's weird i think if my dad were to answer the question he'd, mm. he'd try and say like He's a bit bougie in it, so you try and say like, yeah, no, nah, we're middle class, whatever you, mm. even though like by all kind of accounts, when he came into the country, he, was, he wasn't that at all. Like mm. education wise, like he had a master's, whatever you, not from this country, from, from um, Ghana and from um, Israel, but like when he came here, that didn't mean anything to you. I mean, mm. yeah, that's a bit of a random. Yeah, that's that's like, random. Yeah, my, dad, my dad did his master's in Israel. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, all right. um, wow. That's so different. yeah. They got a scholarship. They like they okay. were paying for like mad like Africans to come and study there. Long story, but wow. um, <laughs> that's that's when Israel liked Africans. I assume. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah. I mean, even then it was problematic. Mm. Yeah, he tells me a few stories and stuff. But mm. um, but yeah, when he came here, those 
um, kind of qualifications and, and things didn't really mean anything. He still wo- mm. started out working as like a kitchen porter, cleaner, mm. etc. Similarly for my mum. And just over time, when they kind of got into fields, so my mum got into nursing, which is obviously quite traditionally seen as like a kind of working class job. Um, and my dad got into, um, I mean, it's all within kind of social care. So like mm. um, a housing association that works with um, kind of, ex-prisoners that many of which had like mental health issues and um yeah so kind of within the whole kind of social care area and then he managed he, he kind of over time worked himself up from project worker to a kind of project manager mm. position so he eventually got to a stage in terms of like middle management where it potentially could be considered not middle class but the way we grew up was i mean if you kind of look at the typical middle class things so i guess one thing for me, if I have to make a comparison to like people I went to school with in a grammar school where the majority mm. of people were mm. middle class, things like, um, I don't know, you're 16, your dad gives you money to like buy your first car, pays for your driving lessons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're used to them kind of like giving you loads of money for like, like even getting a, a what do you call it? You know, when they give you like money every week and like an allowance, yeah. even getting a, stuff yeah, like that, like to money. me, that kind of seemed like, mm, that's a bit, that's what happens on TV. Like, that's not <laughs> that's not real life. Mm. Um, so yeah, he'd he'd probably try and argue that we grew up middle class, or that he's sorry that he's were not a typical working class background based on aspirational things and based on education. Mm. But then, on all accounts, kind of like how we grew up is very much, I guess, synonymous with like working class London kind of upbringing. Mm. Yeah, and that's the thing because I think um you know, like this exposure to education and this exposure to like a high caliber of education and like a high attainment. And then even the careers that like perhaps our parents were in, mm-hmm. you know, like to like, or well, some of our parents were in on, on paper that looks middle-class. Right. And, but then again, I think like the lifestyle you end up living is, could be quite different to that. And maybe, maybe the, um, maybe the definitions of class that we're used to are, are old and outdated. When I was a, a, a kid, I used to think about white collar, blue collar jobs as being a separation between working class, middle class. I forget which one is which, but I know one is kind of the job you you use more with your hands. That's blue that's collar. Blue collar. Yeah. And white, thank you. And then white collar will be jobs you use more with your head. And that's as a as a kid anyway. I used to see that was kind of a difference between working class and middle class. But as I got older, I realized that was almost it. It was. As a kid, I was like, fine, that's fair enough. And that's a, a nice way of seeing it as a kid. But it's far too simplistic because I think you've said before, you guys have said that it's to do with perception as well. And so, you know, you can, and this is this is part of where we talk about the being, you know, black and bougie and the whole, the intersectionality comes in. You can be black and you can be middle class, but are you perceived as middle class mm, by your mm, peers and your contemporaries? The, yeah. Now for me, I would say that given my experience, you know, um, I came from a working class background. My mum and dad never have a degree. My dad was, uh, uh, for a long time, he was um, not an engineer, but sort of, um, he used to work in British Rail um, and sort of came up like, I, I guess the apprenticeship, they don't have such as uh, such at that time, but they sort of, someone would bring you up underneath their wings. So I would call it an apprenticeship. Uh, mum came into this country in the 80s, started off kind of, almost like a lot of West African parents and what cleaning toilets and whatnot and offices and then um, got a few badges and is now sort of teaching uh, in a primary school. Um, then I went to, where I went to 
working in the city now. So my experience is very different to my parents. I, I, I would find it comfortable to say I am a person of working class. I come from working class roots, but it doesn't mean I'm working class. At least mm, I don't perceive mm, that. Yeah. Why not? Uh, why not? Because um, I think, and this is another thing, I think the cultural capital, I think I've mm. been exposed to a few things, you know, even you call it like, even call them to be like, kind of superfluous if the, if you will, but like things like skiing holidays or whatever and mm. wine tasting, all of these things. That is that is that is inherently, let's be wine honest, concert, that isn't yeah? that yeah. is I've done that once or twice. <laughs> that is inherently a middle class thing. I'm not saying I bang out the wines. I've only done it once or twice, but skiing as you know, I, I do a couple times a year. It's my chosen holiday of the year. Yeah. Um so I would say that I am I would say I'm of of Middle class, but working well, class roots. Skiing, you drink wine. You no, think? it's not that. It's not that. I also, I, not that. I don't. I don't. I think that's again. It's too simplistic. But I also mm. think it's the people that I associate with. Um, you know, I think, and for example, it's it's so complicated because it's like I would say part of part of being a middle class is things like home ownership. But let's not forget that Thatcher, whatever you think about, it, introduced the right to buy, so people who were in working classes could mm. save and buy a house so that, that's even it's so that I, I kind of don't know how to feel about it but I'm assuming it's like people I associate with and whatnot and whatnot mm -hmm. um but the the question is and I'll, I'll let the mic go um is when people look at me do they see me as middle class and that really ultimately depends on a lot of it is how I'm dressed <laughs> sometimes mm -hmm. you know um but uh, well, even then are you not just a well-dressed black black guy yeah, and, but in the minds of someone else, what do they think? Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I think a lot of it is, is I can think one thing, but I think, we've discussed this before, that perception a lot is reality. So how somebody perceives you as, yeah, it's, and it's almost like, and I think we've spoken about this before, going to, going to Cambridge, if you say, ah, oh, I went to Cambridge, people assume, ah, oh, it's almost yeah. like a light bulb switch that people seem to have. Ah, therefore you must be middle class. Mm. And so I think it's, and I, I, I don't really, know what to think about any of it because it's such a complicated discussion that's why i'm just going to shut up now for the next five minutes so, yeah, leave, leave it there saying? patrick he's <laughs> been waiting man's man's not even chatted to me you know um <clears throat> no, tom's right man it's it's um it's a complicated one um yeah where i had I had all these thoughts in my head and now i'm trying to just formulate them and just come up with something coherent i think i, I it's best for me to start with why I don't really like, I talk about a lot of stuff on Twitter and this is one of the topics that come up on Twitter and, and I hate it because every single time it comes up, it's like people have a chip on their shoulder mm. Um, mm. and it gets, the discussion gets drowned out by- First of all, what people do you- I'm coming to okay. it. Okay. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I, I, give, I, I give you like, your chance to speak. You said you're going to be concise. So. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I said um, coherent. Oh, okay. Not concise, so he'll be I'll coherent, be but long. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be concise as well. I'm going to be concise as well. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, people often have a chip on their shoulder um, and the discussion often gets drowned out by sort of spiteful and snide comments about, you know, um, stereotypes around black middle-class people or I mean the other extreme is people saying that there isn't a black middle-class um, and so I'm sort of there tweeting like well what am I then like you know like just a fairy or what like <laughs> a figment of your imagination like, um, because yeah I, I I can't say that I am working class there's if you if I if I talked about my life experiences um, and what I did 
um, when I was growing up, what my parents had me doing. Um, and, you know, just, yeah, my life experiences and, and the cultural capital around me, not even in like a bragging sense, but it would be ridiculous for me to say mm. I'm working class. I, I'd feel like I'm begging it. Like, mm-hmm. like I, mm-hmm. I know what working class is. Like my parents came from a, a, a very working class background, like most of our parents, you know, let's not be, let's not be silly about this. Like most of our parents came to this country. And even if they did come from prosperous backgrounds back home, mm-hmm. when they got here, they were at square one. Mm-hmm. So um, there's that. Um, but yeah, my parents grew up working class um, and they were fortunate. Um, they worked hard and they were fortunate as well because a lot of the time success is down to just sheer luck, to be honest. Um, But yeah, they, um, my my dad started working for the Inland Revenue at 17, um, which is mad to me. Like I'm thinking, rah, like 17. And like he had that serious job for a a good long time. So he was an accountant um, and he started off with the Inland Revenue. Uh, And my mom, um, she worked at, um, I think she worked at John Lewis from a young age or even before that in sort of interior design and stuff like that. Um, But anyway, yeah, they, they, where they came from was, yeah, they, they weren't, they weren't wealthy. They weren't, they were very, very working class. Um, but by the time me and my sister came along, um, my parents had been married almost 10 years by the time me and my sister come along. So they had accumulated a certain amount of wealth, which meant that my parents were able to do things, mm. um, with us that they weren't able to do. Mm. So it'd be ridiculous if I said to someone, yeah, I have a working class upbringing when it's, it's just worlds, worlds apart from mm. what my parents had to mm had to go through. So let me be a bit more specific. So what kind of things I do? Well, my parents, they sent me to a private school. Um, it wasn't like an easy feat for them. Like they had to sacrifice a lot to be able to do that. Um, and I had a music scholarship as well. So that helped them with that. Um, I played the violin. They played for, they, they paid for music lessons and stuff like that. I was in an orchestra. I imagine I'm reading off all this stuff and I'm saying to you, yeah, but I'm, 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 I'm working class. And Go on, what are you going to say? You know, like, when we we talk about this, one of the, me and um, one of our friends, we're talking the other day and saying, but there's this idea mm-hmm. that you can't portray yourself or people feel uncomfortable with normally portraying themselves like that. For example, like people like Tupac, right? Yeah. Who, like, had all this exposure. Well, this to, is the thing, these, yeah. To these, this type of school mm. and education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in order to be, to, to be perceived as... So this is what I'm coming to. So basically, this this thing about how a black middle class doesn't exist, I feel like it's rooted in this idea that, and it's 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 a legitimate one, that with being black comes struggle. Um, it doesn't matter what echelon of society you reach, mm. if you are black, you will have struggle. Um, yeah, but that's not to say that you can't be middle class as a black person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. you still you. St- I'm speaking from experience, like yeah. you still experience struggle. Like my parents, that you know, there's lots of stuff that I was able to do that I'm really grateful for. But at the same time, you know, my childhood wasn't easy all the time. My parents didn't always have lots of money. Um, they, they, they managed to do with their money as much. They, they managed to extract as much as they could from the, the resources that they had. Um, and there were times when, yeah, like, you know, my parents didn't have money to, um, to you know, like to, take us out for McDonald's or things like that. There's times where it's just like, mum and dad was just like, no, no, we can't afford that. Um, there's rice at home. Pardon? There's Literally, there's, there's rice at home. Um, big up, there's rice at home as well. Um, a little plug. plug, plug. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll come back to that later. But um, yeah, um, my parents weren't always able to, you know, give me whatever or whatever me and my sister desired or whatever. But I, I think where people kind of get this, this thing from that black people can't be middle class is that, Blackness 
is always attached to struggle, um, mm. but you can still struggle as some, mm. someone that's middle class. I don't know, someone that's working class, debate me on that. But I know from my experience that I, first of all, I can't say that I'm working class, mm. but then at the same time, you know, I experienced struggle as, I mean, it's intersectionality, you know, like yeah, yeah, being yeah. black and middle class and being black and working class, there are intersections there. Yeah, yeah. And being black and middle class is, of course, it's not going to be anything like being black and, yeah. and being white and middle class. Do you see what I mean? So I don't know if I've explained struggle, that. Struggle's relative though. That's the thing, isn't it? Like yeah. in yeah. any kind of like, wherever you kind of fit in the social strata, like there's always going to be your kind of personal struggle that, you know, that you're going through. Um, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense to try and compare struggles do you know what i mean yeah, like, you know what someone someone once said to me was if we put 10 people together right and we were to all put our problems in by the time you're done with what each of the 10 people have said you'll put your hand up and say actually can i take my problem out please mm. there's a chance that you will likely do that do you know what i mean so it is it is on a spectrum i, I think i agree with both of you but what i don't want us to do in this discussion is kind of equate class and privilege with the symbol thing of having problems because yeah. rich people have problems as well like of course no, yeah, yeah, no yeah. really course, rich people have problems as well whether it's health whether it's relationships but that doesn't address the topic of privilege and class mm-hmm. um but what because i don't want to get misunderstood being black and middle class you're still black so it's not like you don't experience race r- racial struggle do you see what i mean but yeah but there's this I- there's an idea from mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. that oh well if you're black you you inherently struggle and you know that that the way that you should perceive yourself is to be like more ghetto or to be like more hood in and then therefore you get people who perhaps even m- may be middle class mm-hmm. presenting themselves of course having all the time yeah and and it's just because they feel like well i have to right because that's the narrative that we because used to do. I think the narrative that we're fed and that we're used to is, oh, black people are working class people. Mm-hmm. So in order to be a black person, I therefore need to either live up to or portray a working class with mm-hmm. people. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like one of the things we were talking about was, so say someone, someone like Stormzy perhaps, right? Who's got, if we, go, if we talk about exposure and experience of what it's like to be in circles that aren't mm. like, in, like just going to be working class. Someone like him who now has, has amassed like this wealth, and um, this money to, to not be in those circles, has he chosen to still be working class? Because I think I don't think many people say, oh, Stormzy's middle class, right? I feel like, um, for me, the, the this is probably very simplistic, but I feel like your class is essentially, what determines your class throughout your life is how you were raised. So for me, my parents raised me in a middle-class environment. Mm. I still don't feel like it was like middle-class like my peers at, at private school. Cause yeah, I had yeah. the same thing quickly where like, I'm seeing my friends doing all this, you know, this bougie stuff, like, you know, these mm. clothes and things like that. And, you know, like I had to beg my mom to get just like a, a nice coat from, from some store in Walthamstow Market. So do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I still, yeah. I, I saw things I'm thinking, right, that's just a different lifestyle. But um, what was I saying? According to how you're raised. Yeah, your so class. your class, um, I feel like you don't really depart from the class that you were raised in because your you form. Don't think so. I don't think like obviously like if what? you that's, if you that's, that's not what you were nah, saying. but that's the, you know what it is. Uh, can I go on? No, please finish. Let me just please finish. finish. The no, no, please, can, please, because I haven't even formulated yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this this thought anyway, this argument anyway. But I feel like if you've been raised a certain way, and your formative years have been such. It doesn't matter how much wealth you amass. Yeah. I feel like there will still be things that 
you being working. I don't know, man. Maybe no, that's rubbish. You know. Because is Diddy working you. class? I don't know. He's not. Like, mm. but yeah, yeah, yeah. the but thing's that, what I mean is that presenting yourself mm. in a way that is like, is it because we assume that to be black, you, you have to be working class? So therefore people- I think there is this big assumption. Like, I do. Who I, have perhaps like- yeah, it's annoying. Like I, think trans, I still think it's like a formative ident- like, it's an identity that comes through during your formative years. And like, even when you do transcend it, at least financially, there's still mm. always that alignment towards it. So like, you know there's what? the just, whole like, just, uh, mm. working class boy or like- um, Like Alan it? Sugar. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, a, like, yeah. a, like a weird yeah. dealer. Like, yeah, I'm Alan yeah, Sugar. Working class boy that did good. How can you be like, working class when you got a, a you know, you can have a hundred million check that will clear. You know, so. But I feel like his mentality and the things that he will relate to, this is both Alan Sugar and Diddy and whoever else, Stormzy. Yes. We got Stormzy, by the way, but yeah, you 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 always have that affinity to yeah. what you what you, you know. From, like people yeah. always talk about not forgetting where you come so, from. Yeah. yeah, but then um, is it more of a generational thing, right? So so perhaps if you were saying, so perhaps like someone like me would like Tom, yeah, you would say okay, we're working class, right? yeah, yeah. Um, well, Tom can come in. Yeah, 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 yeah Uncle, please, yeah, 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 please. But I would please. still say I'm working class, yeah. but because of my exposure and the level of life that I've had, do you think then that my kids will just be middle class? I, I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Potentially. Yeah. I also think it's mindset as well. And it's I think I see where you're coming from with the with the with the parental thing. So like my mum always used to say to me that no matter what happens in life, you must go and get an education. Very just like just standard. You any any Ghanaian auntie. Yeah, I'm I can only speak from as a kid, as a kid anyway. I'm pretty yeah. but any Ghanaian auntie would say, Oh, oh boy, it was called kids or boys boy. I don't know why, but oh boy, <laughs> well, girls as well. school. No, they call a girl, but they'll call you That's a boy. Yeah. They love Tom, mixing up yeah. genders as well. Like, so oh girl, boy, yeah. you know, but they'll say, Oh boy, are you Is in it school? because there isn't a gender difference in yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. There's a few languages that are like that. Turkey's like that as well. There's something there's some but not not too much in it but it's like oh what are you don't doing to school and so education was always this big thing and i think to my mum um was i think education was almost like a great level it was a great provider of opportunity and therefore a chance for me to achieve things that she may not have been able to achieve or want to have achieved i think um so i see where you're coming from in terms of the way you're raised yeah but Again, it's when it when I think about me, can I say I'm working? Cl- I find mm. I find it hard, and I would feel stupid saying I'm of. I, mm. I wouldn't Same. find it say I wouldn't I wouldn't find it stupid to say I'm of a working class background. That's mm. fine, but I'd find it hard for me to say I'm that. But do I still have this kind of I don't know like a working class mentality when it comes to work ethic and things like that and a belief in education and whatnot? I probably still do, but that doesn't mean. Though I might have that kind of mentality that I inherited from my mum about education being this great level and whatnot, mm. you know. So it's it's I do see where you're coming from. Yeah. I guess I can. I, it yeah. does make sense. Maybe I, I feel yeah. like maybe in the discussion of like transcending class or not transcending class, but um, sort of going from working class to middle class. Maybe we're being too simplistic about it as it, as as it being like a kind of black and white thing. And maybe there needs to be like a a grey area or like. You're know, like proto middle class and then yeah. a cusp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there are levels. Because there are, cusp, there are, because when we talk are. about middle class, the people you were talking about before, I see them as like that's that's upper like middle class comfortably type. upper middle class, yeah, yeah. right? But even Whereas they you, might not. You're not on that level. I'm sorry, but like yeah. you, even yeah. if you're saying um, I'm. Mean, that's how to throw shots, but I. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's all right. It's all right. No, but the way they pointed, like you pointed at me, like no, no, no. But I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. You know what I mean? Like those. It's like you are at the bottom of that. Because they, I, yeah. a large part of like middle classness, I feel is generational wealth, right? Yes. Um, yeah, it's and inheritance. It's because let's say like, I know people that, you know, they finish uni and 
they have a house already. Like, mm. and this is cash. Like, like, just a ha- like they, their parents bought them a flat or a house. And what th- you don't understand, like how much that changes things. Because if mm. you have, <laughs> no, if you cushy. have a scenario where you don't have to pay mm. r- it's for rent, it's yeah, yeah, nice. that's like, nice. how do you imagine? Yeah. You don't have to pay for, I mean, not everyone who gets a house bought for them, they just don't have to pay for like mortgage mm. or whatever. But even if you have like a, even if you have a mortgage, that's it, you're accumulating wealth without even doing Let me tell you this, this funny story. So it's about 30 seconds long, maybe about a minute. <laughs> I applied to this job a while back and um, I didn't get it, even though it was like 200 people applied. I got down to the final two and then I, I lo and behold, it was, it was me you know, nice working class boy, having done good, et cetera, et cetera. I'm, I'm painting the picture here very well. Yeah. Against one 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 girl who went to one really nice private school. Da, 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 da. Anyway, you do, you, you know, so it's, I see, I, I now see what the employer was trying to do. They were trying to pair up kind of mindsets and whatnot anyway. And um, I'm not going to say obviously she got the role because it's not obvious, but she got the role in the end. Um, shout out her. And but I look, I looked, I looked in the Guardian. So shady, no, I, I am still spiteful. But I looked in the Guardian. Here's oh, I the thought thing. he was sort of being like a noble loser. Like, oh, nah, no, nah, I wasn't noble. Actually, I was like, yo, I was, I was mad. But anyway, whoa, whoa, whoa. I checked in the Guardian newspaper to see about their family and what not because I was like, right, who's Man this person? Her, you know, not not her, but a family because it was like some. I'm not gonna say double. I would say a double barreled name. Anyway, anyway, there was an article in a certain newspaper about. Um, 21 year old kids out of school being able to buy houses that were nearly a million quid. And she or her sister was in one of those, was in that category. And yeah. I was like, well, well, there we go. There we go then. And it's, there it's we like, go. It is Life is pass, hard, man. You know? And I feel that's what My I mean. God is good. It's okay. There are different levels of middle class. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. About. Absolutely. But, like when, when we were talking, when we started this conversation in my head, I was thinking of, you know, people like us, Perhaps, or maybe not. Maybe not you yourself, because you said that you you would comfortably be middle class, right? How do I come across when people speak to me? Like, would you? Because you were saying like, when I speak to people, mm. it's obvious that I'm working class after having a conversation with me for a little while. Mm. Mm. So, just indulge my vanity for a second. How do indulge I come across? Vanity. I'm, you know, I'm I'm going to speak because I remember when I when I first because I've known you for a while because of you know I've just known yeah, you because local school and way back. Mm. So, I thought what I'm thinking when I first I just. I recognise that you spoke really well. And then I sort of learned, behold, I, I realised you went to the, the private school down the road. And I was like, fair dues. But actually, I was too young to think about class, but I would have, yeah. I, I think I was too young. But if I had to think about it back then. But I think you're thinking, old enough to notice different. But yeah, I would I would, I would have said that you were in a comfortable middle class based on my initial perception of you. Mm-hmm. Okay, when I first so, met you years so ago. So when we were younger, so, yeah, people were throwing out, around the word bounty for people who were comfortably middle class and black, yeah? <laughs> I thought it was just for I people I thought it black. was, the, yeah. Like I, coconut. I, 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 I thought bounty really was the whole. Like bounty or coconut. That's I the thought thing. bounty was the whole. I thought it was like just sort of being sort of like presenting as white despite that's being interesting. Like, yeah definitely I, that's what was, I thought when I was younger it wasn't yeah. really about but to be fair like in my school I didn't have right. a lot of banter with a lot of black so people because there weren't a lot of black yeah. people so in my even school. working class black people if they were presenting as white yeah they could be I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they were like, like Indian yes. musical like yes. just wore okay, certain yeah, kind yeah, of you know them guys that just like especially in East London you know them black boys are actually just like geezers you know like yeah oh them too yeah okay that's true yeah no I knew girl that went to my secondary school who was like she was a pastor's kid and she was a nigerian girl's pastor's kid and she just acted very differently like and so everybody called her uh, everyone just called her a bounty because she just mm. she tried to speak really well just because that's she just enjoyed doing it and it was mm. i don't think she was doing it to 
just her, her mannerisms were very different. And it wasn't, you could tell she wasn't taking the piss out of anyone. It was mm. just how she was. And people would accuse her of being a See, bounty. It's interesting because I whatnot, thought I so. saw it as from the whole spectrum of like the get the cans in love, like black guys, <laughs> to like to anyone who was actually <laughs> middle class Mm-mm. and black. Like, well, I mean, from what I saw, no, because I, f- I, I do think that the same I, I have come across enough middle class people that are comfortable in their blackness for me to certainly say, no, they're not bounties, they're just mm. black in the middle class. I yeah. think I've, yeah. I've seen that disconnection. So, for me, the bounty thing, I never really thought about. I have seen a correlation between people being more middle class and having more of a tendency to, to be tend in that, in, the, in that direction. But, but, does, but does that mean present them all like? Play up to yeah, without a doubt. Like, let's. I'm also. I'm not going to be stupid about this. Like, in amongst the black middle class, like there are a lot of black middle class people that um they're around white people all the time, and they, for want of a better expression, they sell out. Like, they mm. just kind of they they succumb to the white gaze, mm. um, and they just um, they succumb submission. Submission. <laughs> no, but they, they they do. But and 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 they do this thing where it's like. You know, they they um place value on things that they assume is like close, like that have proximity to whiteness. Mm-hmm. Um, so liking certain things, speaking a certain way, and not associating but you're with. Are saying they're faking so, it though, or what? Yeah, are you um, saying, is that the key? Thing? Or, 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 or do you know me, what? Me, Sometimes you way. act enough that you actually start. You, you know, know what it is? Let me become what you're acting. Let me put it so, this way. Put I don't it, know, but they do it. I put it this way. For example, yeah, I don't know why, but let's let's say, <laughs> I need to be careful. What I'm gonna say. Let's say I bring um, a girl home, yeah, and she's working class. When is that ever gonna happen? It's happened. It's happened. You know, it's happened. Wow, Bilal, man. He's rattling me today. You know, it's happened. <laughs> Bilal. No, but I'm, I'm chill I'm, today. I'm, Bilal, Bilal's, Bilal's taking the mantle. Sniper, bruv. No, so you bring a girl home, working class girl home. She goes to my home. She'll call my mum, auntie. I go and bring a middle class girl, even if she's black. Because I know white people may not know the whole auntie thing and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, anyone that's listening, you know what I'm saying, yeah? But Should we just educate quickly for our white listeners? I think we'll just take it as given. Yeah, so so just generally, every everyone is, is auntie or uncle, yeah. innit? So, it's a yeah. sign of respect. Yeah, just a sign of respect. respect. I know that already. Now, you bring, a working, you bring a middle-class girl home and there is a chance, and it's happened to me before. You bring her home and she's she's trying to call my mum by, my fir- by her first name. Pardon? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> now, this is the thing. This is the thing. You bring a girl home and she will call. My, she's called my mum by her first name. Wow. And she's middle class. And I'm thinking, where have you got this from? No, but come on, like the, what, <laughs> the size of this, like this, the size of your, the sample is not representative. Yeah, no, I'm just saying no. No, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying the bounty thing. It's the bounty. It's the bounty thing. I'm not. It's the bounty thing. It's the bounty thing. That's what. That's what I'm going with. Just mad. But is that not just so? Going back to a point I was trying to make earlier, I don't think I've made well at all this podcast. But it's about um. You know, people feeling like to be black is to be working class. Yeah, let's come back to this because yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. feel like this is a thing. Like, why is this insistence on, or why 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 do we have this thing where like if you are, the the more wealth that you acquire, I guess the reason why people have this this issue with like blackness and and wealth and then like sort of losing your blackness is because maybe a lot of people do sell out mm. or they're perceived that's to sell out because the um so the image of 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 like a middle class that we have in this country yeah. is is a white image. Yeah. And we we don't have until now what I, mm. I would say that mm. now we're getting a much larger percentage of or proportion of the black population yeah, who yeah, are becoming yeah, yeah, middle sure. class. Real we're too. now getting more representation of black course. people that are middle and class. And we're allowed to so let's rewind to what we were talking about um the in the previous podcast when we were talking about 
um, how, you know, when we're around in white spaces, mm. we have mm. to wear a mask, right? Mm. So if you are middle mm. class and you find yourself uh, among other middle class people, which statistically is going to have more white people, you're going to be wearing that white mask or mm. that thing for the white gaze mm. more, right? So maybe the issue is that we need to start decolonizing these spaces of middle classes. And I think that's happening now. So that like, so me at work, I'm allowed to be authentically me. I don't mm. like, well, most of the time, like I don't have to like, you know, do this thing where I have to tiptoe and like, yeah. and raise my voice a few mm. octaves higher. And like my, my, a couple of my colleagues are black and I'll just be me. Like yeah, I don't need to worry. And the, the reason I'm allowed to do that is because I feel like my workplace, shout out my workplace, I'm not going to drop the name, but like they, they, they make an attempt to actually be inclusive in a way that like, you know, this space is a neutral space. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's quite an international office anyway. Mm. And also because I'm just quite, I, I've gotten to the stage now where I don't care. Mm. Um, before mm. I used to do this thing of like, you know, making white people feel comfortable on the train, you know, like, you know, that whole thing where they like grab their bag and you sit down next to them. I, I don't care anymore. I'll blast out my music and whatever. Yeah, but I and think it's, it's about decolonizing that space yeah, so I've, that black people are allowed to be. And yeah, so with that, I kind of see it as, um. So before you talked about, you know, the majority, not the majority, but a lot of people who are, who previously, you know, we know that the black and middle class, they sell out. And by selling out, what we're talking about is moving away from or feeling like a disconnect from the aspects of them that are inherently black and who they are, right? Mm. But perhaps it's this emerging middle, black middle class, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, which is our generation really with a lot of, you know, we talked a lot about how education plays a role and like yeah, yeah. exposure and the amount of us that are going to uni, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We're coming out of uni now with, with a whole new set of values and a whole new way of seeing the world. Um, and, but, but with that are still comfortably being our authentic selves. Yeah. And I, yeah, think, I think I think that's different to the generation. I, I think I almost well, think yeah. that- our, We have the luxury of doing that. Yeah, though. I was gonna say, yes. I, th I think that our parents having a presence here and giving us a platform to, not necessarily a perfect platform, but giving us a platform of, at the very least visibility. I'm not saying it's great, but given that, and, and I guess in a sense, that has mean, that has meant, sorry, that we can we can be more true to ourselves. Not completely. There's a long way to go. Let mm. me make that abundantly clear. But I almost feel that it's that kind of, we can be more comfortable with ourselves. We can enter certain spaces that our parents could have only dreamed that we could have, uh, they mm. could have dreamed mm. to only enter. And I think that has certainly helped in a way, I think. And it's, you know what, I'm, I'm struggling because it's really hard to, this topic is so hard to convey because there's so many in, yeah. somewhere along the line, no matter what we're going to say, we're going to run into some kind of stumbling block or some kind of assumption that we've made to get along the way. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I'm finding it really hard to convey <laughs> the point. I think we all are. Okay, let me ask, to, to make what we're trying to make. Before you get to that, yeah, you see the whole thing about um, the question of whether there is a black middle class. Mm. I don't know if, I think I might come across it on Twitter, but I think one argument that a person made was the idea that there's not really a, a black middle class community in a sense that in there's not like a one area where you can say this is like a black middle class community it's everything's kind of it's, it's dispersed so like yeah. whereas in america where mm. it's places mm. like i was in harlem yeah yeah recently and there are bits of harlem where you can say this is like a there's a strong middle black middle class area yeah because generational wealth obviously has been in the country for a long enough time where they can generate wealth and like um mm. Keeping it within assets it. and what have you. So yeah, like yeah. in the UK, we don't have some, and Atlanta is from what I've been told, but mm, in the yeah, UK, yeah. there's not anything similar. Well, do you I, know what I mean, what do you I, think it would look like in the UK? Like, do you think it would look different to what it looks like in Holland? 
Remember though that like America's like the way that they segregate in the United States is it's just different, different exactly. to here. Yeah, yeah. Like there, there's only like there's a few instances in London. Actually, no. To be fair, like there are certain areas in London where it's quite homogenous in terms of like race or mm. or class. But at the same time, like I feel like because th- there are less there are less black middle class people here than in the United States for like a v- variety of reasons, and because you know, we don't often tend to like group together. One, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you've been before. in this country a yeah. long time, like people just, yeah. they will, once they've yeah. like made it out of wherever they, they've grown they up, they just go and buy a yeah, house where yeah, they yeah. can. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so, part of the problem. Though, I, I, I was going to say um, that I think, I have a question, but I'll come to the question afterwards. But I, I think a part of um, the issue is the access to capital or the lack thereof. Um, and kind of, I think an important part, as I think we've all said, is generational wealth, um, wealth accumulation, it being passed down. But sometimes I often feel that black people are, are not always as financially literate as other communities. And sometimes it's by no fault of their own, do you know what I mean? And so I think that that is almost an important area that I think the wealth, I'm struggling, I'm really struggling here, mm. but it's like the wealth accumulation, I think is very important. Mm. Um, and I think it's important that we kind of have even like basic principles of being able to just to save and whatnot and ways in which we can make our investments better. And, and I'm not saying by ludicrous things, I'm saying steady, steady cash flows that you can pass down to other generations yeah. and that kind of thing. And I think that's something that kind of needs to be taught, I think. Sure. Mm. But and obviously schools won't do it, of course, sure. you know, so. Can I just say one thing to that? I'd just say that um, in this country, um, black enterprise is still something that is seen as um, illegitimate or mm. inherently illegitimate. Like mm. it's still very difficult um, for black enterprises to get loans. Yeah. Um, even once they do get loans or whatever, you know, the interest rates they'll get are higher. Yeah. And then, you know, there's like, you know, persecution from law and order authority, even like your lo- local, local council. So yeah, I agree. But at the same time, you know, blackness being as it's treated in this in this country, like Black enterprise is, is still demonized. No, I agree, I agree. And, and that's, I'm speaking from experience, like from what my like my yeah, parents' restaurant, yeah. whatever, like I saw it firsthand, like yeah. this. Yeah, so. No, can I ask like a maybe personal question then? Mm. Do you feel like, if we're saying that for all, all of us in this room, we're probably a little bit further ahead. I don't know if that's even the way to put it, but like a little bit, we've moved upper class, a, a small, we've- A smidge. Small, yeah, a smidge from our parents' generation, yeah. right? Yeah. In that sense, do you feel any disconnect from your parents or the rest of your family? Not, no, because my mum would never allow me to feel that mm, way, mm, mm. I think. Um, I recognise there are differences, but, you know, my mum would always say to me, humility is important. No, I don't think she ever said, I think she said, don't forget where you came from, but just, just humility is important. And one thing, one thing I think is important is... Um, Sometimes we, it's like at work. I'm not saying I make, I make a conscious effort to talk to the security guard and the cleaners and whatnot, because I think it reminds me that they are human beings too. And no matter where I'm from, there are people not far from, not far removed from me that came, that were doing what they did. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that I'm not saying, I'm not saying oh, it makes me any less work middle class, but it's like, I, I see it sometimes. I'll be in the morning and some people just skip past the cleaner, even though he or she is right there as security guard. It's like, they're people too. They're trying yeah, to. They're yeah, trying yeah. to get their own That's hustle on themselves, and hopefully their kids will not be on the ground floor or whatever. Their kids will be up on the top floor, 
doing whatever. So, and I'm not saying that's the cure. That's not, this is an anecdote. Um, but mm, mm. so no, I, I, I feel by the grace of God because of our mum, I don't think I'm that far removed. So mm. yeah. And the same thing, these are the people that you're still engaging with on a day-to-day basis. Like as much as you might go to work or you might have to interact with people from different backgrounds or even like the fact that you would have been in establishments that are with people that are majority from like a middle-class mm. background. At the end of the day, you're still getting home chatting to your mum, chatting to your cousins, whatever you, mm, you're yeah. bonding over stuff like, you know, music, mm. still have the same kind of interest. So like, I don't think there's any real, at least for me, I haven't found any kind of disconnect. Like I still can, can like relate to my cousins and my mm. um, other family members that might not have had the same educational kind of privileges that I have had um, and don't feel any kind of discomfort with that at all, to be honest, no. Mm. Uh, for me, it's a little bit different, but I'll keep it brief. Um, I think in my family, in my extended family at least, um, I sometimes I do feel a little bit like the odd one out or the black sheep. And it's not just me, it's like my other cousins that went to private school as well. Um, but I mean, it's only like a very sort of, like a, a, a small difference. And I think for me, because of the bond of blood, because I'm very close mm. to my family, my cousins, mm. like mm. I, I used to see them every Saturday growing up, like they're almost like siblings. It kind of, that was sort of almost, it, it faded into obscurity because it wasn't, it wasn't the most important thing. And I guess when you're younger as well, um, it's different. But like, yeah, like some of my cousins, they had completely different upbringings to me. Um, and it's just, it's a matter of circumstance and the kind of schools they went to and the kind of people that they had around them. Like, yeah, like my oldest cousin, yeah, he he, he actually went to prison for a long time. And um, I've had other cousins as well, sort of, yeah, like just kind of just like, I had a different lifestyle to them, especially like when you get to your teenage years. So yeah, I, I, I do feel a bit different, but yeah, I think that's cool. That's basically it. Can I ask one last question? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Like, okay. So we talked about like, you talk, when you talked about Harlem, it really made me think, cause we were talking about, you know, how, how there's been more time to almost have this generation acquisition of wealth. Right. Mm. Um, and there a lot of classmates, we talked about it being to do with wealth and the amount of money that you've got. Mm. And obviously with an emerge, sorry, I'm taking a long time to get into this, obviously with an emerging middle-class population that's growing in Britain with people like ourselves and other people who might be listening, mm. what do we think the future of a black British middle-class looks like? We own our own masters, shout out Nipsey Hussle. Jeez, <laughs> no, but, but I, think, I, think, I think more, oh, it's hard, but it's kind of, I think, it's a really difficult question, man. But I, I almost think the creation of our own ecosystem beyond the obvious aspects or beyond that sports entertainment, all of that stuff that we already have visibility in. But beyond that kind of ownership, more I think more ownership mm-hmm. and I think more wealth accumulation. So more the phrase in Englishman's home is his castle, more kind of like the some on, on one aspect, the box down the route, we own our homes even if it may take a while, we own that. Um, we help people. We have we have um, black incubators, so people that are prepared to help out with black enterprises yeah. a lot. That's, That's an key. important That's cool. key in terms of developing the enterprise. We need the access to capital. And I think, and we need it at a, at a decent cost of funding. The cost of funding cannot be, I'm going to rip your arm off just because I want you, I just, you know, this is a high risk venture. It's, I'm actually going to help you out and, Mm. I'm going to help you out because I want this to grow because I want it to, do you know what I mean? I think we need, we need more of that. I think, um, to help the ecosystem, we need kind of to support people more. 
I also think the mindset as well is very important. We need to get past the, ah, it's a bad thing that you're middle class. Mm. And why are yeah. you black and yes. middle class? I think I think it's important to say, do you know what? Yeah, it's mm. cool that it's cool that he or she can go to Cambridge. Yes. It's cool that he or she can be an engineer. It's cool that, do you know what I mean? It's mm. cool that we yes. can have these legitimate ventures. Don't get me wrong, I realize there's a long way to, to go, but g- generally if if yeah, yeah. it's a cool thing that someone can go to school and get a d- good degree and get a good job and that should be fashionable too, do you know what mm. I mean? And beyond beyond being able to buy a German whip and whatnot, because I know some you know, but <laughs> I think it has to, the, the mindset has to change. And I, I'd like to say, I hope I see a change in mindset, but mm. you know, it's one of these generational things. And I've said to people before that, our generation may not get to the promised land, but all I can pray is that our children or our children's children get to the promised land or whatever that looks like. We'll you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I definitely agree with what you're saying about, I think the key, a key thing is like owning things like, um, but one, one thing you mentioned, sorry, my bad. Mm. Um, one thing you mentioned about um, the idea of it being more popular to kind of do things that are kind of seen as middle class, like go to good unis and what have you. From my experience, I've never had, I've never seen it like where you look down upon or like it's seen as embarrassment to. I just, I've never really experienced mm, that. Like, I don't think it's seen as an embarrassment, but I do think people see it as, you know, you are, you're moving away, or you think you're better than us now, sort of. Yeah, okay. That's also why I really, that's also why I really don't like talking about the fact. No, not that I don't like talking about the fact that I went to Cambridge, but I don't. You know, when people talk about themselves, Mm. that normally comes later. Mm -hmm. I would have a long conversation with someone. Because I'll say like I studied languages at university, but I won't say where I went because of that. Um, because people have a preconceived idea of what you should be like mm. if you went to Cambridge. And that's not just black people. Um, but yeah, um, there's for me growing up, definitely like the fact that I went to private school um, and I had you, this. Yeah. You went to private school? Yeah, yeah. 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 The, <laughs> fact, the, the fact that I went to private school and the fact that I played the violin and stuff like that, I had to sort of still feel like I had to validate my blackness despite mm. all that stuff. Um, and I mean, for a little while when I was younger, I was just like, you know, like I sometimes maybe even felt that I had to over overcompensate. Uh, and then that got boring. I was just like, do you know what? I'm just going to be me. Like I'm a weirdo mm. that does this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely experienced that. But I, 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 that needs to change, you know, yeah. that idea of, because I, people talk about this on Twitter and they're, they're very hypocritical because on the one side, they will say, you know, we need to see black people do better and, and strive and Rise whatever. up young kings and queens. And then when people are doing that, they're like, you know, these people, like, who do they think they are? Red Earth. I'm just like, mm. well, what is it that you want them? Because, what do you want them? Because yeah. you're talking about, you know, black excellence and empowerment and growth. Mm. And then when people are exhibiting that, you're like, you know, not that you, they're tearing them down, but there is definitely like this kind of like, who do yeah, they yeah. think they are? Yeah. yeah. Man, that needs to change. Better, innit? Humans are built. Yeah. They want you to it's be true. in the same situation with them. B, what about you? We'll finish yeah, with you. We'll, we'll see what you. do I think the future of it looks like? Yes, I think it's, um, an acceptance that is that that's cool and that's a normal space that we occupy. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think at the moment it's it's this interesting space and an emerging space of like we're seeing a few people who are who are comfortably black and middle class and then a few of us are like, whoa, where do we go now? Because there's not there's not that much representation of people who are doing a similar thing. Um, but I think, you know, the future in like 20, 20 years time, a couple of generations down or something, is is that comfortable acceptance of okay cool mm. we're here mm. and this is a group of people in society and we don't need to we don't need to um play up to perhaps stereotypes of a black yeah. working class yeah. attitude yeah. or mindset mm-hmm. and other people look at that and go cool i i want this this is this takes me on to something very very brief that somebody once said to me said oh 
Thomas, fantastic that you went to Cambridge. It makes you very unique. And I said, I said, but it makes me unique for the wrong reason. And I said, ultimately, there should be more people that look like us that are doing yes. this in the space. And I said, it's for the wrong reason that it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I'll leave it there. And there's almost as a thinking point, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. Mm. So. Cool, man. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Um, hit us up on Twitter. Tell us what you think. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of different opinions to this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just just be free, man. Just tweet us. Um, try and be kind. You don't have to. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Um, that's it. <laughs> you don't have to. You know. Don't have to, but you know, just try and keep it. Um, yeah, cool. But yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, until next time. <laughs>